BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat, and I'm your host, Amanda, bringing you the latest in all celebrity gossip, reality TV recaps, and anything happening in Hollywood right now that I just can't keep my mouth shut about. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat. Okay, you guys, I'm with Blake H., a.k.a. Blake Horstman. Got it. It's German. That's German. <laughs> no, because I'm Hirsch and it's German and Jewish. So that's why it's a, like, like a St. Horseman. It's like, yeah, exactly. Horseman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, very strong. Yeah. I was talking to Blake about how I'm secretly happy that we're both in cold places. Yes. Holiday um, season. I've got a white Christmas. Unlike most of like Bachelor Nation people, they all move to LA like the second their seasons are over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everyone moved to LA. I think me, I stayed home. Jason, well, Jason moved to Nashville, I guess, but everybody else from my season pretty much went right over to LA. And how do you explain that you didn't? I don't know. You know, I just never. So I worked actually for eight months after I got off the show. I still worked for Coors. I was selling beer like right after the show for eight more months after that. So I didn't hop on the LA train right away. And then I was like, I don't know. I love it here. My family's here. And honestly, if if people want you in LA bad enough, like they'll fly you out. And it's a quick flight to LA. It's like two hours, you know? That makes me like you more, honestly. (laughs) No, because like everyone... You know, you watch the seasons and I try to watch it non, not cynically. You know, I want to believe in love and like it's really hard I, as the seasons progress. It gets a little hard to not be cynical. But then it's like, you know, Colton season. We see Maddie and Hannah Ann, the two finalists the day after they're like in they're like crying. And then they're like, just got my new apartment. It was like mid pandemic. I was like, what is going on? So the fact that you didn't try to capitalize on it even more and say, okay, LA it's, is where it's at. If I want to be like in entertain, like, do you not want to be in entertainment? It's not even that really. So actually, so I'm pro- close friends with Ben Higgins and he still lives here in Denver. Oh. And he sat down, you know, we, we chat a lot because there was moments where I was like, should I, because everybody's in your ear doing like, go to LA, like this is your time. Strike weather iron's hot. You know, like you have those people in your ear. And I sat down with Ben. He's like, man, honestly, like, those like that, I feel like you get burned out quicker out in LA. He's like, Denver's a nice escape. He's like, I'll always have my place here. And I own this place. I bought this place about four years ago. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to stay here. And if I want to go to LA for gigs, whatever, I can do that. You know, so people will fly out. Yeah. And like now with Corona times, like it's so wild to think about how I'm just thinking like a year ago, if I wanted someone on my podcast, I had to wait till they're in New York. You know what I mean? And now it's like, 
even if they're here, I'm like, um, talk to you on Zoom. <laughs> like, I actually like doing them on Zoom now more than in like in person, to be completely honest. I, I enjoy the it's podcast. Wa- like, I can't believe I had, you know, I had, uh, you know, Erin Foster. She's, she's, I don't know if you know her. She's great. She's like an actress writer. And I remember I was like, oh, let me know when you're in New York. Let me know. And I didn't have her on the podcast until she was physically here, could physically like be in my apartment. Like, and now we're in these times where like you were saying, like you can be in Denver, do most of the stuff that you would do in LA. Honestly. And even, so I was doing a lot of college appearances beginning of the year and like the end of last year, just what doing my like Q&As. What is that like? What do you do? It's pretty crazy. Like you go and you do like an hour meet and greet and an hour Q&A and um, they'll fly you out, put you up, pay you a deep, pretty good amount. And it was fun because I actually got to go to a lot of these college campuses that I'd never been to. Like some of these huge campuses. Tell me like what kind of... Let's say I went to Florida State, Iowa State, Ohio. What do you talk? You talk about The Bachelor? Yeah, it's just a Q&A. And like four, five, six hundred women show up. It's pretty crazy on these big colleges. Oh, women. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But so I was bummed because I got booked a bunch virtually, which is still great. Like I can sit here and make the, you know, not the same money, half the money I would, but I don't have to travel. Mm. But I didn't get to go to a lot of camps like I did Penn State. Oh, my God. um, Did you not go out partying after with like all the 600 girls? I would occasionally hit like a club because everybody is always like, where are you going? I'm like, okay, if there's one bar that you had me go to on campus, like where would you go? And I'd go out after for a bit. By yourself? Like you would go to these colleges by yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I'd go to my colleges by yourself. And then I'd have like a contact there who would like go around with me, you know? That is wild. I never heard about bachelor people doing that. Oh yeah, it's crazy. And like it's somebody... But who pays you? Like a head of a sorority? Like what... Oh, it's like a sorority or something? Sometimes I'll get like a sorority, but most of the time it's just like a student union, like a student campus. Yeah, they just, because you know, they have a budget for that kind of stuff. They'll bring in YouTubers, they'll bring in like low-key, like rappers, you know, and like musicians, and then they'll bring in bachelor people. Yeah. So you're originally from Denver. So I grew up in the mountains, actually, small town, Bailey. So it's right outside of Denver, only an hour outside of Denver. I should remember from your hometowns. Yeah, the mountain. We were, it was blizzarding during my hometowns, blizzarding. That is really a vibe, Blake. I have to tell you, I'm like, really, I'm impressed with you. No, because it is true. Everyone moves to L.A. and it kind of, for some reason, for me, like, just hurts the credibility a little bit, like, of of the thing. Like, of course, capitalize on everything. Do what you want to do. But it just a little bit is like, mm, everyone, like, no one can live anywhere else. But you're right. People do it. Caitlin and, and um, yeah, Jason, and Jason live in Nashville. Even though didn't Nashville become like a mini... Yeah, totally. Well, Nashville's an amazing city. Yeah. I mean, Denver, honestly, actually kind of is a big hub too. There's a few of us here, but I mean, Nashville, I would say Nashville and LA are the biggest. New York, kind of. There's a few in New York too, but Nashville and LA, I think are the biggest like hubs, if you will. Yeah. I think, are you looking to find someone like in the area, like for dating? I mean, that'd be ideal. (laughs) That would be ideal. I've done the long distance so many times and it's just so hard. I don't like hate it. Like I kind of like being able to like have your own space. And then when you're together, you're like soaking in every moment. You know, you're doing all these exciting things. But uh, it's it's hard to do long distance. It is. Blake, I need to know how you got on The Bachelorette. Yeah. So I actually got nominated. So my mom and sister have been fans of the show forever and they've been wanting me to get on the show, go on the show, go on the show. I was like, no, that's stupid. Yeah, I just talk so much shit. Like that's the stupidest show. All those guys are dumb, you know? And then I went through a really rough breakup about six months before I started going through the casting process. And I finally just texted my mom and sister. I felt like it was the right time in my life. You know, like I didn't, I didn't hate my job. I didn't hate my job. I like liked it. I didn't love it. You Wait, know, I was you just treading the water. beer place? Coors? Coors. Yep. I, Coors. Drove, I was selling beer for Coors. Yeah. Uh, which is like a fun gig, fun industry, but I wasn't in love with it. And then, so finally, you know, I texted my mom and I was like, you know what? Do it. I was like, mom, Tori, my sister. I was like, 
go ahead, nominate me. And literally within 24 hours, I got a phone call from a, from a casting producer. So, so how does it work when someone like applies for you or nominates you? Do the, you then have to like, they give like your height, your your pictures, like whatever. And then you have to what? Like answer a bunch of personal questions? Yeah, I'll run you through it. So my actually, I was one of the ones who for six months, like I, I was one of, some people get cast like, you know, two weeks before the show. I was six months before the show. So I got my first call in October and then I was on after the final rose in March. And I got the first call and it's literally my parents just, yeah, my mom just filled out like a one page questionnaire, blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, you know, talk to me for 15 minutes. They're like, oh, you seem normal enough. We're going to shoot you out a, a like a packet of questions. And it was like 300 questions. Like it was insane. It was like, they want my landlord. They want like my RA in college, oh my like my roommates. God. Yeah. It, part of me is just like to see if we do it. Like I think part of it was just I see, think like, so, right? Yeah, to weed out like the, yeah. 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 So I did that. Then I sent some Instagram photos. Then I took professional photos, which was my mom in my backyard with an iPhone, you know, like Wait, do they photos. ask for that? They ask uh-huh. for professional photos? Yeah. Oh my God. So you really have to like mm-hmm. put in the work. Yeah. Then I flew out to LA um, and I did a quick little interview on camera interview. And I had a really good feeling about it. I could tell like they were into it. And then you get invited out for the finals weekend and that's when shit gets crazy. There's like 40 of you like isolated in a hotel room for like, well, in a hotel. Oh, is that like when some people don't make it on? Um, No, that's, they'll still like, that's, I think there's 50 people. There's about 50 people that get in and you make the finals weekend. And that's where it gets intense. You like, they fly you out, they pick you up in like a nice car and they bring you to the hotel. And logistically it's crazy because they don't want all the contestants to see each other. So like they didn't want us to see each other. So they had us on different floors and all the handlers and producers were like, Hey, I've got you know, I think my number was like 17. They're like, I got 17 going up to 4-4 four, four, and they would like make sure. So it, it's pretty intense. It gets super intense. That's what I was- And do all those people get on the show? No. Mm-mm. I think probably only about 35. And then- so how do they decide? Like what happens? Like mud rut? Like what happens? So it's, it's uh yeah, it's wild. So, I mean, obviously you go in, you're there for 48 hours and they do everything. You do yeah, psych tests. You sit down with a psychologist. You uh, answer 300 questions, psych tests, blood tests, STD tests, like the whole nine. Yeah, you sit down with the doctor and then you do interviews and then you sit down and they you sit in a room and they fire questions at you and you just kind of like wing it. You know, you just kind of be yourself and answer the question. So you, did you have your phone with you? No, no, no. They took everything. It shows just like the show. They took your phone. There's no TVs in the room. Oh, no, there were TVs in the room. There were TVs. In but the- you're by yourself. Like you don't have a roommate. No, 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 no. Huh? And I was there for about 48 hours, roughly. That is wild. Yeah, that's when I realized I was like, damn, this is no joke. So you guys, again, I have to be cynical for two seconds. I love your honesty because you're saying they nominated me, but I was down. I filled out the shit. I went to the thing. So but when like, I don't know, Zach C, who I think he's a real one, like I'm into him. But he was like my sister. But at the end of the day, you have to do the work if you want to be on the show. Even if you're good looking, they saw your Instagram photos, you have abs, you're super tall, you're cute you still have to do all the shit to get on the show. Well, imagine, I mean, I, I imagine they have all, everybody, you know, what? it's kind of one of those things where I played like college football, but it was like, I was a star in high school, but then I got to college and I was like, you know, fucking just another guy. Like I wasn't that cool. So, and I think that's how it is when you get to the finals. Like every guy's good looking, every guy's uh, tall, every, you know? And so then they weed out and then they actually like ask you questions and they, they throw some weird questions at you. They, they do a lot of impromptu things to see how you react under pressure. One of my favorite things. And I remember all of us guys were sitting in the house. We were like, what did they ask you? What did they ask you? And they, they had me, they asked me a pretty funny one. So they were like, I feel like I'm, how would I get in trouble for this? I won't. Uh, but they were like, are you still under contract? How does that work? No, I'm not under contract. Mm. But like technically they, you know, they get kind of upset, but this isn't, it's not like they ask these questions about everybody to everybody, but they were like, okay, 
who in this room? So I'm sitting down. There's like 30, 40 producers in there. Um, it's super intense. You know, it's like, it's pretty pressure packed. And they're like, who in this room would you, okay, no, they were like, if you're on a deserted island and you're with a friend and that friend dies, would you eat that friend to stay alive? And I was like, yeah, I would. Like I would. If I came down to it, I'd eat my friend to stay alive. He was already dead. And they're like, okay. They're like, who in this room would you eat to stay alive? And I was like, I was like that guy. And it was like this tiny little redhead guy. And they're like, okay, Aww. come up to the front. And he came up to the front. He laid down in front of me and they're like, what do you think he'd taste like? And I was like, um, tender, gingery, you know, like trying to be funny. And then they were, were like, you laughing or were yeah, you I was like, dying. Okay. And they were too. They, like, these aren't planned. Like, I think these are completely impromptu questions by the producers because I heard the other guys talk about other questions. And they were like, what would you eat as sides? You know, what kind of wine would you have with them? And then they were like, who in the room would you eat for dessert? And I like pointed like this cute blonde in the back. I was like, I'd probably eat her. And they were like, way to make it awkward. You know, and they started cheering. And yeah. Oh yeah, and then they asked me to is? dance. So I swung dance with a couple producers and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and then I walked out there being like, damn, I think I did pretty good. I was like, I think I nailed it. My God. So nothing here is like a coincidence because you guys usually can dance. I mean, there's always that like band that they bring, yeah, you know, totally. on the date. Yeah, and then you have to like it. stand in the middle and like have your moment. And all the guys are, oh, first of all, were you always this able would your ex-girlfriends be like yeah blake he was you know he always told me how he feels he was really vulnerable usually like guys are like not guys that i know like i'm married to one he wasn't like spilling his guts to me and like like, like guys usually, too, you, know? you guys are like vulnerable you tell your life story every like it's it's wild. Yeah. Um, so, no. Or is it like working with psychologists and like they get it out of you? It is like working with like therapists. Like you have your own therapist throughout the show. So, no. I think if my exes, if you were to ask my exes, maybe one of my exes, but if you were to ask my exes, like, is Blake a super sensitive guy? And is he like all uptight? And is he like, you know, like crying all the time? They'd be like, no. Like, no, not at all. And even a bunch of my friends would text me during the Bachelorette and they're like, dude, what's going on? Like, I've never seen you like this, you know? But so the way I look at it is when you're on the show and you're, you see us like spilling our guts. So let's say for my season, I talked about my family in the Bahamas because it was leading up into hometowns. And we got, I got very deep about my family and kind of what my family's been through and, you know, my parents' divorce and all that. And a lot of my friends didn't even know some of this. Like some of my high school buddies who I hadn't talked to in years, like hit me up, was like, hey man, like I'm sorry, I didn't know you were going through this in high school, blah, blah, blah. And I think the difference is and why we open up like that. First of all, I always say, that's how you would open up somebody if like within two weeks you'd be engaged. You know, it's like, I need to get everything out. Mm. I'm in love. I need to get everything out. This, she needs to know this about me. But also you've already told that story like seven times to the different producers. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's not like, oh my God, I'm telling this for the first time. Like it's, it's almost rehearsed. Like they never tell you what to say, how to say or when to say, but it's almost feels rehearsed because they asked you so many times. I see what you're saying. Because you guys think about it. How boring would it be of a show if like all the dudes were like dudes that, I'm talking about like the regular dudes that are like, what do you want? What's up? What are you doing? Like, then there would be no show. Yeah. But now I'm fucked up because now I just open up no matter what. Like, <laughs> like, like what the fuck do you want? Shut up. Totally. Like girls are like, dude, slow down. I'm like, damn it. You're right. Like, what am I doing? You know, like that's how I date now. So it's pretty crazy. Oh my God. I've had so many girls be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like we're going too fast. Shit. You're right. <laughs> That's what you're like. So my dad, like, <laughs> like yeah. Um, so I want this many kids and this is the, you know, and they're like, what? But imagine if it, that's the same. That's what I always say when I watch. Like, it's great on one hand, but at the same time in real life, if my single friends would 
be like, I want seven babies. Like the guy would be out skis in five seconds. But okay. The question that I need to ask, but I know is like a thing. Like we said, you're tall, you're good looking. You went to college. You're from a good fit. Like all the, th- you have all the things to be able to pick up a girl anywhere. So, so you went on your, your, your sister and your mom did it, but did you like want to get famous? Did you say, mm, I want to be on TV, but like, if I find a, were you ready to like, even think about the possibility of ending up like you're 31, by the way, which is you're yeah. he's of age. You guys, he's not like the 23 year olds they get on the show. How old were you then? Like 20, 29, 29, 20. I turned 29 during filming. Oh, that's like, that's legit. Usually aren't like Colton was the bachelor at 24. Yeah. 25. I think he was on Beth because he's 24 and he's bachelor 25. I think is what it was or something like that. Close to that. Yeah. I mean, and I forget sometimes that some of these guys are so young, you know, like it's crazy to think like some, this season's a little bit better for sure, but it's crazy to think like Hannah's season was young. Young. Hey, you guys, I'm really, really sorry to interrupt, but this is super important. You guys all know Brittany is my OG. I love her so much. I know every single song, every single dance, her abs are all I wanted, her belly button piercing. She is just everything and more. She's the biggest pop icon star of our time, but she's still trapped in a conservatorship that gives her father power over every aspect of her life. And we all know the free Britney hashtag, but do we know enough? No. This season of Wondery's Even the Rich podcast is looking for answers and chronicling the life of Britney Spears, starting with her as a young girl wanting to sing and dance her way out of Louisiana and up to when she became one of the most famous pop icons of the 21st century and then to becoming a freaking prisoner under her father's control in a really, really horrible conservatorship that was supposed to be temporary, but she's still in it today. Okay, you guys, we all know hashtag free Britney dedicated to freeing Britney from the conservatorship, but we need to know more information. You got to listen to the free Britney episodes of even the rich podcasts. Get all the information. Let's get all the facts. We need to know what's going on with our baby. Brittany. Okay, you guys. So listen to the latest season of Even the Rich podcast, free Brittany episodes. They're so informative, so good, so professional, such a good deep dive to listen to. If you love Brittany, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Hey guys, it's me, Chriselle Lim, co-founder and CMO of Bumo. As a busy working parent myself, I felt like there was a lack of options for parents and I personally needed more support. So that's what we're doing here on Being Bumo. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. So subscribe now to Being Bumo at applepodcast.com slash beingbumo or wherever you listen to podcasts. So were you ready in your head to like go? Yeah, so... I'll tell you what, like, and you if, if people say that they're like looking for love, like they're lying, like I didn't go in being like, yes, like I'm going to find my wife on a television show. Like, no, I never thought that I would actually fall in love. Like never. But I was ready to like, so the 
the uh, and I talked a little bit about it on my first one on one with Becca, but like the relationship right before Becca was the first time I was like, oh my god, I found my wife. Like I am ready to settle down. Like this is the last girl I was with. Like blah. So I knew I could get there. I had mm. been there recently, so I knew but I. But what could happened get there. with her that it didn't end up? So it was distance. Mm. She she just kind of she had a lot going on in her life. I don't want to talk too much about it, but she had a lot going on in her life, and she kind of was like, it was hard because we moved super fast. Um, which is another thing I knew I could move fast coming off that. So I knew I <laughs> You're could, like, you know, I have all the, I, have I was, all the I was the perfect candidate for this damn show. But she was like, I don't know. She just kind of was like, you know, we're moving too fast. I have a lot going on. She was younger. So just mm. one of those things, but it hurt. I was like broken hearted. So I knew I could get there. I knew I wanted to get there. But honestly, like I didn't know exactly what I was getting to. And I think a lot of guys don't. I think girls definitely know what they're getting themselves into going on the show. But as a guy, I remember thinking like, hey, if I could, you know, travel the world would be super fun make some new friends and it'd be a fun like you know like experience party, yeah it'd be a fun party story to tell like hey this one time i was on the best i wonder if when you went on i just feel like every year gets a little bit more but when you went on do guys go because like i could say about girls so easily like oh she wants to you know be an instagram influencer or whatever but do guys have the same vibe because like usually dudes are less yeah so I think some Did guys Did you think are. about I mean, Instagram at the time? Like, was it even like that? Or so we didn't have stories. Isn't that crazy? We really didn't have stories. So you couldn't do swipe ups, links. After the show, like six months after the show is when those started to come through. But like, you couldn't, like you couldn't share other... It was way different. And you're right. Every single season, there's going to be more followers, more attention on social media. Like, it's just going to keep continuing to grow. It's going to keep, yeah. But I remember thinking, like, if I got on the show, I remember, like, talking to my family and they were like, they're not paying you. Like, and you have to take off work. Like, what they are you going to do? You. No. And they're like, what, like, this is the, you know, of course, like a different generation type thing too. And like, they were like, what are you thinking? Like, this is so stupid. You have a great job. But I remember being like, well, you know, maybe I could like make a little money. Like maybe I could pay off my student loans, you know, or maybe pay off my jeans. Did you, you know? pay them off? I did. I did. Yay. Yeah. Well, and then quickly I realized like, well, it helps that I, you know, I, I went really far, but I was like, whoa, like this is like a career. Like you can legit make stupid money, you know, coming off this show. So I was like shook, like right away when I got like an, you know, an agent and I started getting the invoices. I was like, Whoa, like this is more money. Like after you mean, after you, after the bachelorette. Yeah. Like this is more money I could have dreamed of, you know, I was like, this is, so you didn't know what you were getting into essentially. No. And I don't think a lot of guys do. Some do now, I think, because like I said, it's it's blown up so much on social media. And like, of course, there's like models who know like, hey, this is going to be great for my career. Like Tyler, you know, if they have like a a gym, a lot are like personal trainers and like a lot of personal trainers, a lot. Do they like legit put signs at gyms? A lot of personal trainers. Right. And then that gives you like, I don't want to be famous, but I want more, you know, business. Yeah, or something exactly. Like that. It's more, it'll help my brand, you know, it'll help my business. And that's one thing coming off the show. So between the bachelorette and then me not, like I wasn't sure if I was going to be bachelor or not. That was a weird position for me because I did not know, I had 300 followers before I went on the show. So I did not know how to use social media. And Colton, you know, was social media king and I was hanging with him and he was like posting stories and he was like getting all into it. And I did, I posted maybe like four pictures during the season and I didn't do any stories. I was terrified of ABC terrified of ABC. So if I could go back, I would just, whatever ABC did said, I would just ignore them and I would do it the way Colton did or do it the way like Tyler did it, you know, and just like, just Why, what, myself what, out what there. their rules are like, keep well, they would just kind of like, you know, be low key. Like it's a bad look if you're posting all the time and like all that, you know? And it's like, if I could go back, I would just, yeah, I'd pit myself. Why? Why do you have regrets about it though? Like you've blown up. Like why? Yeah, I mean, I blew up, but I think it was just, 
I don't know. I was scared. I almost felt like I was living on a bubble. I was walking on like broken glass. You know what I mean? Because you're like a good boy and you follow the rules. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to follow the rules and all this. And like, if I could go back, I think I would just live my life a little differently. And I don't know. I was stressed out. My family, you know, saw that I was stressed but out. You were anxious. also in the runs to be the, the, the bachelor. So that's different. So I'm going back because we know two Blakes, right? We know the Blake and Becca season, which like loved you, like cried with you, didn't understand why Becca didn't pick you. You guys, he was the fine. You were in the final two. She ended up going with Garrett. We could tell you loved her. Like, can you even put yourself in that mind space right now? Like, do you remember how you felt like crying to her that you love? Like, isn't that wild? Yeah, it's super wild. And I actually was with a friend recently who had never watched the finale. And she pulled it up on her YouTube, on her phone. And just hearing it, I was like, nope, now I had to walk into the other room. I was like, nope, I can't. Like, this is weird, you know? So yeah, it's really weird to think. Like, I proposed. I basically, she, did, she let me not, she didn't let me get on like, a knee, which yeah. was super nice. But yeah, I mean, I was, I'm, I think I'm one of the few that's like, I'm not afraid to say that I was in love, you know? Like, I think some guys are like, no, I wasn't in love. You know, it was just a bubble. Like, I was, I was, I was in love. And yeah, I thought it was end all be all for sure. And now you guys are like super friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are friendly. I think Is everybody has asked like, I mean, no, everybody's always that. The first few times I saw her, it was super weird right after the show. And Beck and Garrett, like seeing them together and then me, like it was kind of weird. But like I was, people always ask like, are you on good terms with Beck? And I was like, you know, I've never was on bad terms. Like, I think it's so immature if like somebody holds a grudge against you. You were like, like hurt. Maybe you were, yeah. people think I mean, you I was were hurt, so but I was hurt. never mad at her. I was never like, why did you lead me on? I'm like, I know what the show is. Yeah. And it's like, you have to follow your heart. You got to follow your Did you think you, know, you were going to win though? So I did... The whole time, I was never nervous for a rose ceremony. Never. I knew there were like moments that I never showed on TV um, where I just was like so confident in our relationship and where we connect and our connection, where we were at. But the only time I ever was like, oh no, what, what's happening was when I met her family. Her family was fantastic and we got along great and it was so much fun. But there was a moment um, when we were in the Maldives where normally, like, if there's even a second away from camera, like she'd come run, jump in my arms, you know, and kiss, blah, blah, blah. And there was a moment where, she came around the corner and I was around the corner and she looked at me and then looked her head down and walked away. And I was like, oh no. I was like, uh-oh. And you actually see it in the ITM. I'm like, she's going to pick Garrett. She's going to pick Garrett. But then the next day we had a fantastic date, final date. And I remember leaving that night being like, okay, I'm the one, you know, and then starting to write that. So, so, so even though it's, it sounds so weird, you probably get so wrapped up in it while you're filming that you're like, Rose Sarah, like that's your life while, while you're filming. All you think about, you eat, sleep, drink yeah bachelorette but even when you're in the like i remember thinking when i was in the bubble i was like am i only into this girl because of the bubble like you mm. think that like you you even as a contestant are like am i the only you know into this but there was a couple moments where i realized like no like i'm really into this girl and there was there was one i don't think i've ever told this on the podcast this is big right here so there was one moment okay. um early uh on like super early, second row somewhere right so i was in my room it was me Colton, Wills, and two other people, Venmo John maybe. And we were in my room and this was right after the road ceremony. I was sleeping and I get this like shake on my shoulder and I like kind of like wake up and I look over and it's a producer and she's like, get dressed and come downstairs. I was like, okay. And I was like, what is happening? You know, I was like, am I getting kicked off the show? I was like, what's happening? So I get dressed, I run downstairs and I'm standing in the foray of like the mansion. And all of a sudden I see Becca come hauling ass full gown 
hauling ass in her heels, come running and jumped into my arms and like kissed me and then ran away and producers were literally like chasing her, you know? And I remember being like, oh no, I'm going to fall for this girl. Like that was the cutest thing I've ever seen. And I remember laying back in my I just bed. No, you like, guys, I'm so fucking lame. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. It was a crazy, crazy moment. So what do you think? She came bed, from like, where? She came from? ITM doing interviews. Oh, and she was like, call Blake. I want to see yeah. him. I think she went up to like a producer who she's close with and was like, okay, Blake. Yeah. And so that was like a big moment for me because I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to fall for this girl. This is going to be a hardest, this is going to be the hardest experience of my life, you know? I have to be honest, like you guys seem like a vibe. Like she's like from the Midwest. Like you guys look kind of similar. Like, I don't know. There, that there was, was actually, a vibe. That was actually the problem. Like if you ask Becca, she, we were almost too similar, like in mm. everything, in every way. And it scared her. I mean, at least that's what she kind of told me, you know, she was like, it was scary because like we were the same in so many ways, you know? Mm. So... But yeah, it was it was it was weird being in that bubble and like eat, drinking, and sleeping like bachelor. I mean, honestly, it didn't. They, uh, for those who don't know, her and Garrett broke off the engagement. They're not together anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because of his like political views? I mean, I don't want to speak too much on that because I don't want to put words in Becca's. But I think yeah. you know, there's a lot more to it than that. For sure. Yeah, that's how the media made it seem because but of like of race. Yeah, but and um, even how it seemed. Like if you're just following their social media type thing. But no, I know there's way more to it. Than that. There's probably way- Did you get along with him like in the house? I did actually. We were pretty close because I think very early on, we knew that it was going to be us two at the end. So it was like mm. one of those things where it was like a lot of the other guys would like bond because they knew they probably wouldn't make it to the end, you know? And so it was, I mean, me, Jason, Colton, and Garrett were probably the closest in the house. And do you, are you in touch with, with Colton still? I haven't talked to him in a while, actually. Um, it's been a few months. So he's here in Denver. Well, I should say like... Oh, he's also connected to Denver. Well, his parents live here in the Burbs, about an hour from me. Yeah, he he has been MIA for a while, like off social media and stuff. Have you like checked in on him? Yeah, I haven't talked to him probably in like six to eight weeks. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's hanging in there. He's alive, doing the best he can. Listen, Bachelor Nation, you guys are wild. Like, like there's so much going on all. That's why, like, there's like bachelor season, but there still is stuff happening even when it's not bachelor season. That's what's amazing about bachelor nation is there's not people talk about off seasons. Like there's not an off season. Not off season. There's like there's always, always stuff happening. Yeah. Always stuff happening. Always stuff happening. So, okay. I was saying there's the Blake of the season of Becca's. So cute. So lovable. We all were rooting for you. Wait, I want you to tell me for a moment about almost becoming the bachelor because I feel like everyone was rooting for you. Yeah. How do you think that didn't end up happening? I mean, because Colton was a virgin. Like me and Jason, you know, we knew. We were like, they're not going to pass up a virgin <laughs> storyline. I had no idea that's what you were going to say because Colton oh, yeah, was a virgin. Really? Yeah. I mean, me and Jason knew that. We were like, they're not going to pass up a virgin storyline. No way. Good looking professional football player who's a virgin. No way they're going to pass that up. You know, I never let myself believe I was going to be the bachelor. You know, I never was like, I'm going to be the bachelor. Like it was like, It'd be fun. It'd be cool. Like I, I still do, even after all the shit I've been through, still believe in the process and that you can find somebody in that environment. But um, I'll never forget me and Jason and Colton were super close. And so, and we still, you know, kind of are, but that was the first time they've ever had that. So we actually had a group chat, me, Jay and Colton had a group chat being like, and they tried to like, you know, they would talk to one of us and instantly we'd hit that group chat. Like, Hey, I just talked to Louie or Hey, I just talked to Bennett and this, blah, 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 you know? So what it wasn't, it wasn't, doesn't sound like you guys were like competitive. It sounds like you were chill about it. Not at all. Super wow. chill. We all signed the contract to be the bachelor. 
But it was just funny because eventually the producers just threw us in a group chat together with the producers. Yeah, they were like, fine, fuck it. If you guys are all going to talk amongst each other, we're just going to put you in a group chat. Yeah. But I remember, I'll never forget this. Jason was like, you know, after Colton was, I think we were in Vegas at the time, after Colton was The Bachelor, and he looked at me and he was like, man, he's like, would you give up 15 years of sex to be The Bachelor? And I was like, nah. I was like, I would definitely still, like, you would have to be the virgin to have being out Colton. You know what I mean? And we're like, nah, I wouldn't. You know? Because it's like a story. It's a, it's like it's a storyline. Yeah. And it worked. I mean, that whole season was so, you know, virgin heavy and so, and great rating. Oh yeah, he loves he he I remember he used to love to talk about talk about those ratings. <laughs> he did. <laughs> That's so crazy. Do you know I'm so naive sometimes that I don't always think about like cuz you probably think about also like the producers and the mindset of 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 television and I didn't even have in my head like Okay, that's like such a storyline to to go with. How have you been feeling about this season? Like, let's start with Claire, which seems like 300,000 years ago, but that was actually the beginning of The Bachelorette. Isn't that weird? I know, it wow. seems like so long ago. It's a wild season. I mean, it's it, it started crazy. Like, I think, you know, Claire was obviously like every episode, I was like, this is insane. Like every episode <laughs> was just nuts. And like, I, I get why some people were angry with her. Like she wasn't giving the other guys time. And blah, blah, blah. She had her eye, eyes fixed on one guy. But like at the same time, it's like, how can you be mad at this girl for falling in love so soon? You know? And then she, and she, she went through it. I mean, they're engaged. You know what I mean? So like, so you buy it, like you buy you, you, you're a believer. I'm a believer that they're definitely into each other. I'm never going to say like, Hey, that they're going to get married because I thought for sure, Beck and Garrett were going to get married. I thought for sure. Like I just, you know, all these couples that I think are like, couples. Oh, they're for sure going to work. They yeah. don't. So I'm going to stop. I'm just going to stop being like, yeah, they're going to work. But I definitely think they're in love. And I think they're super, super, super into each other. And they're enjoying their company a ton. It looks like like even great couples that are still engaged for a while for, for some, I mean, it, I was going to say for some reason, but I guess it makes sense because you guys meet so quickly, have to get engaged so quickly. So then they take their time with the engagement, but yeah, will they get married? I don't know. To me, it feels like, I mean, yeah, if you watch their Instagrams now, you're like, okay, should I like put my foot in my mouth? But, (laughs) but at the same time, like watching the show, Dale was caught so off guard. I feel like she was like, we're in love. And he was like, okay. And then, and then now he's in this position, but he felt to me like someone that did come on the show, very aware of what he could make of it. Very aware where it could bring him and his brand. I saw like Instagrams and lives that he did like answering questions or whatever. And he's like, in five years, I want my brand to be like this. I want to be a host of this. And those are the things that kind of turn me off. Like if I were the Bachelorette, I'd be like, "Mm, I don't want people coming to like build their brand. Even if, like you said, secretly, everyone is kind of thinking something of the sort. But he kind of seemed to me like very aware of the process. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm uh, cynical about it. I mean, I would, I would, uh, I would agree to it to an extent because he, he, you know, he's a model and he wants to host. And I think if you have like ambitions within the entertainment industry and you come on the show, obviously, you know, it's going to help your brand and you know, it's going to help your career. Right. But I mean, I'll admit, I think there's so many people who go on the show for that and then fall in love anyway, you know, and then accidentally like, Oh my God, like I, it happened to me. I mean, I didn't go on for like, you know, to be a host or anything, but I was like, Oh my God, like, I didn't mean to fall in love with this girl. Like, this is going to be the hardest experience of my life. Like, I'm going to have to right. watch her date all my friends while I'm in love with this woman. You know, it's super hard. So, like, it's not something that, like, you necessarily, like, plan on. So. Do you think you're going to, like, do you want to do stuff in the entertainment industry? Or, like, are you, 
do you see yourself going back to like a regular job? You know, I don't really see myself going back to like a nine to five. The reason I quit my nine to five was honestly because I started losing money because I was losing opportunities doing, you know, appearances and things like that. And I started a podcast and I think, I, I mean, it's, it's going great. We just started, we're like two and a half months in. I mean, it's like a country music meets pop culture. It's called Behind the Rose Podcast. And it's, it's like, um, it's, it, it's way more fun than I thought. Like hosting a podcast is fun. I, I've been on a thousand podcasts, but hosting is super fun. And maybe one day that might lead into something in like the music industry, as far as like, you know, you never know if it's radio or whatever, but that was definitely not on my radar. Wait, your co-host is in the country music, like sphere? Yeah. And the co-host and my our producer. So my co-host is Eric Bradley, and the producer Eddie Haskell has been in country music radio for thirty years. Mm. So that's yeah. So we're and I built <laughs> stagecoach. I built a ton of relationships. Ton of <laughs> Wait, relationships. you guys, we have to talk about Blake's like bio on Instagram, which I like. I love a self. Uh, what's it called? Like deprecation. Yeah, self-deprecation. Blake's in your bio. You're like, see you at Stagecoach. Wink, wink. Stage I have merch fucking- now that says we met at Stagecoach. Oh, you do? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have sweaters. And I, I have like those because everybody wears those face masks. Yeah. You know, before it was cool at Stagecoach because it's super dusty. And it says we met at Stagecoach. And stuff oh. like that. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. I just decided to lean into it. You know, it's like I can't yeah. fight it. Mm-hmm. So that was a rough time for you. Let's talk about that for a minute. God, yeah. That's the reason I called you a playa. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Trust me, I've been called worse. <laughs> no, but listen, I mean, now that I'm going back to it in my head, I, I think it was such a hard situation because everything that you were 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 going through and exposed the text messages with Kaylin and everything, as a woman, like even if you don't agree, even if you maybe, you know, like you more than Kaylin, you can't you know, like the the woman will win that situation. Well, and that was the situation I was in. It was like, I'm f- like, I had no chance. I was all alone. The show was going to back Kaylin, not only because she's a, you know, beautiful white woman, but like also because she's in a uh, bachelor nation relationship, you know, yeah. and they're never going to, they're always protected. And then nobody was going to talk about, you know, how, I mean, everybody knew what Kaylin did was bad. Like everybody knows what Kaylin did was wrong, but they're not going to say that because, you know, it's a beautiful white woman. And it's like, I, so I was just law. I was completely alone. I was, Wait, why was Kay- why was what Kaylin did? Why was it wrong? Well, I mean, she she wasn't too, you know, she wasn't honest, and oh, you know, she okay. said, I mean, yeah. No, I'm I'm asking because I want you to remind me. Yeah, it's not like she was wrong for like being hurt. Like I mm. totally get that, but it was it was coming into paradise, just being like, yeah, I'm gonna ruin Blake, and then saying things that weren't true. And and I I do have empathy for Kaylin. I've talked about this before. Like I don't necessarily think she went into paradise because we're in the hotel for three days before we walked down to the beach. I don't think she went in there like producers, like, hey, I'm gonna fuck up Blake's life. Like I yeah. don't think it was like that at all. I think they started to hear the story and they were like, you know, in their head, it clicked and they're like, oh, this is going to be good TV. Did you have any idea that you were going into this? Well, I knew that people knew. But the thing is, is like nobody was making a big deal. Kaylin said it wasn't a big deal. Christina said it wasn't a big deal. Like it was just sex, nothing more, nothing less. Like it, there, there was no hearts involved. And so I was like, OK, like whatever. If I get like. But Blake, when are girls actually like that? Honestly. But that's what, so this is what's so, but they're lying to you. They're trying to be cool. So you're telling me not to trust women? Literally, America was telling me not to trust women. That's so fucked up to me. That's like the excuse of people being like, boys will be boys. Like, no, like men need to take responsibility for their words and their actions, and women do too. Say what you mean and mean what you say. You know what I mean? Like, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. You're right. But 
all these girls, like just watching them. That's what I'm saying. You didn't stand a chance. No, you know, especially another girl crying and another girl crying. And, 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 and it's like, and even if they said to you at the time, like, you know, do me or don't use the condom or whatever they fucking said at the time, they liked you probably. And they, 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 they didn't, they didn't mean it, but I want, you said bachelor nation couples are always protected. That sounds like intense. Yeah. Well, I just mean, they'll never like, they'll never be, I don't know. Like, so they, Kaylin didn't get a hot seat during the reunion. Like they weren't going to throw Kaylin up there in a hot seat, you know, because mm. they want the show. And I still, like I said, I still believe in the show and you can find somebody, but they want those relationships to last because it's good yeah, for the show. You know what I mean? Good. It's good for the show. Yeah. So they're never going to like talk shit about, you know, the person in a relationship in Bachelor Nation. Never. So I had Dylan on the podcast mm-hmm. and he said that everyone was, you know, effing around before, before, the beach and that he was smart enough in retrospect to be like, I'm not going to do that. Well, you know, Dylan and Hannah had met and they had had dinner, not together. It was a group of people, but Mm -hmm. it's like, that's what was frustrating too. Is like, I felt like such a scapegoat, you know, because even Kaylin even said in the text message, you saw her be like, it's not a big deal. Everybody in this world hooks up. Like it's not a secret and there's nothing wrong with that. Have sex with whoever you want, you know, like a bunch of good looking people who don't have jobs and can travel over the world. Like, yeah, go ahead. You know, like I, I don't want to like sex negative things, but I felt like such, yeah, a scapegoat. Cause it was like, wait a minute. I know that you've hooked up with her and you've hooked up with her. No, so why is this falling on her. me? And I was like, yeah, I was like, why is this happening to me? And then I saw people from past seasons jumping on the bandwagon of like Blake's and you know, fuck Blake. He's a player. And I'm like, I know things about you that would ruin you, you know? And I'm like, you dared. And now, you know, so it was a very frustrating time. And I've never felt more, just alone and I just lost you mean in the aftermath or like on the beach the aftermath so on the beach after day three everything was pretty much just fine like people were like I was talking to I was even like sitting down with Kaylin and I was like you and Dean are fucking great but at the time though I didn't know Kaylin had said the things that she said she didn't Mm -hmm. say any of that to my face you know she only said it to the camera and to other people on the beach so I didn't know she said I had silenced her I had sweet talked her into bed I had ghosted her. I had played her. I didn't. Yeah, those are those are like big accusant accusations. She made it remind me. She made it sound like you were like, listen, we did it. But like, don't talk about it. It wasn't even that. It was kind of like if it comes up, like we'll talk about it. We're not going to hide anything. If it comes up on the beach, let's talk about it. Like that's what we came to the conclusion before we went down to paradise. Like you meant in a way like we're both going on the show. Let's go single and went without any like past baggage or or whatever. But why did you care? I mean, so if they knew you and Kaylin hooked up, it wouldn't make you look bad. That's why I went down. A lot of people are like, why'd you go to paradise? If I was like, well, because like it's just sex. Like that's the thing is everybody hooks up in this world. So I was like, it's not a big deal, but it's the way that then Kaylin decided to, and not just Kaylin, I shouldn't say just Kaylin, the show decided to portray. Christina was pretty fucking hardcore too. Like Christina, Christina, like, was very hardcore. First of all, she's like a scary little Russian anyway. So maybe she's like more intense, but I remember her going very hard on you. Also. Well, and that's what's crazy about the edit though, because like Kate, Christina was pretty understanding. Like she, she was not mad at me that I slept with somebody else the next night. She was mad that it was Kaylin. Mm. Her and Kaylin didn't get along, but it was like, Kate, you know, Christina, I know what, I know exactly what the producers told Christina. They were like, you know, you were ran over by Dean. Like you were trampled on by Dean last time you're down here. Like, you know, like women empowerment, let's get him, let's get him, you know? And so she kind of came at me that first date, but it was still like super confusing because I was like, are you, 
do you have feelings for me? She's like, well, no. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know that. what's happening. I remember that. That was so wild. Why are you? So you're mad at me because I sub somebody else when you don't have feelings for me. And we just had, I was like, but Blake, it is kind of like, it is kind of, I don't even like college days. I don't remember like night after night. Same. That is like a extreme situation. Yes. Everyone has sex. Does everyone do it? One night after the other with different women in the same bed. I mean, no, that doesn't happen often, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised at stagecoach. Also, it was a music festival. I was saying everybody acts like I was like in church. Like, no, it was a music <laughs> festival, you know? Like, like, every, like it was not a Tuesday oh, and a Wednesday. Did a, did a thought not cross your mind? Like, okay, both these girls are in Batronation. God, yeah. Did you not see the text messages? I was literally like, I don't think it's a good idea. Like, this is, this is a bad idea. Wait, those text messages were before she came over that night? Mm-hmm. But was that? I mean, the I, and they were like that with Christine too. I remember being like, like I don't know, like so. Me and Christine had dated, so we had had a history. So that was like you know sleeping with like an ex. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that wasn't like a thing. That wasn't like that big of a deal. But it was just kind of like. And was was with Kaylin? Was that one and only time at stagecoach? We had seen each other. Yeah, we had seen each other. But yeah, yeah. But it was just, it was just. I don't know. It's it's frustrating thinking back because obviously, like, I'm was it like, worth I'm that one goddamn night right. of penetration? I know. And I'm an idiot. And it was just, it was just living in the moment. It was one of those things where this beautiful woman wants to sleep with me. Like, I don't know. I, I, I was weak. Like I was weak and I should have known better, obviously. And it was wrong. And I even said like, it was disrespectful. Somebody was like, you should apologize. Like I, somebody counted. I said, sorry, 19 times on one of the episodes. Like, obviously I'm sorry. You know, like obviously, like I'm never going to apologize or regret the text messages and defending myself, but I will always apologize for stagecoach. Obviously that was in the wrong, but but also then there's people being like, oh, now you're slut shaming. Like now you're sex negative. It's like they can sleep with whoever you want in 24 hours, you know? And it's like, uh. I know. That's why I have to be honest. My brain is like swirling now and bringing me back because I don't know what's right in the situation. Because on one hand, if they're both wanting to have sex with you, then why not? If they're both the next day saying it's fucked up, the you had sex with the other one, why is it fucked up if you're not like exclusive? I know exactly. Well, not only were we not exclusive, like I get asked, they're like, did you make sure they knew that it was just sex? And I'm like, no, they made sure I knew that it was just sex, you know? So it's just, it's, it's just a hard, there is no right in this situation. And that's the problem. I think the show, this should never have been on the show. Like it should never have been on the show. I'm probably the first person who ever had stuff come from outside of the show in the real world and try and ruin them. Did it make you mad at like, production and like, like for a very long time like and I'm still a little angry with some producers because eventually you hear kind of what happened like on who the kind of stirred the pot you know like I know which producers got her to say certain things and which producers got her mm. you know Kate Christina so like yeah you obviously are a little angry but it, you try to remember that like they have a job to do and at times their job fucking sucks like I know I know producers lose sleep like some of them broken down to me and said you know some of the things they do manipulation wise is they feel really terrible about. But at the same time, like it's still, it's like you trust these people and you think they're your friend. I went through like three or four producers within the first three days because they got caught in lies and they'd have to switch out to a new producer. So it's like, yeah, it's hard in that sense, you know? Caught in lies to you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you want to trust these people. And I don't think they're bad people. Like I think in real life, they're good people. But once they put on that fanny pack and that freaking ear mic, you know, it's like they're a different person, you know? So you try to remember. And that's, I went in so naive and doe-eyed like I should have just because your experience was super different on Bachelorette, super different. And I trusted, like I loved the producers, and I'm still super close with the producer who was mine during Becca's season because she wasn't in Paradise. But I, yeah, I was just like I just believed and trusted everybody, you know. And I had a very big loss of faith, like when I came back 
I mean, I didn't get out of bed for two months. So I was like, I remember you were having a really, a really hard because when it was airing, how long after you came back did it air? So about a month. So, and that was honestly just as hard because, you know, I'm definitely somebody who overthinks, obviously. And I, it was one of those things where like, I just kept building it up in my head, like how bad it was going to be, how bad it was going to be. Yeah. And it still was worse than I could have ever imagined. Really? You didn't, it's not like when they say that it could never be as bad as you imagine. It was worse. It was worse. Yes, exactly. I remember talking to other contestants because they started reaching out to me and they were like, you know, Caitlin told me she, you silenced her. And I was like, what? I was like, what? And they're like, but they would never throw that on the show. Like that'd be so fucked up if they put that on the show. And of course they put it on like four different times, you know? And so I was, yeah, it was worse. Than I could have imagined. And just watching it, I'll never forget the first night I watched, I watched it before, watched it like two days before. And that's when I was like, I was so angry. I was. Did you know? Were you like, I'm fucked? Yeah, I was in Montreal. Well, the producer called me. And if the producer tells you it's bad, that means it's bad. The producer called you and told you it's going to be bad, Blake? Yeah, she was like, she called. Because they usually do. They call you before every episode and they kind of let you know what's going to happen. Kind of, you know. But usually they do it in the most optimistic, positive way. And the producer called me and she was like, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be really bad for you, Blake. And I was like, oh <gasps> my God. And I watched it within like the next day I watched it. And I was like, nope. I was like, I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. <laughs> I was like, I am not going to play this game. I'm not going to let you try and ruin my life on national television. And I started calling producers, you know, and I was like, nope, this is not happening. I'm not going to let you. Because it was like, if it was the fuck boy edit, whatever. Like Dean, if it was like a Dean edit, whatever. Like I would easily, you know, I don't care. But it was the silencing. And it was this talking, sweet talking her into bed and silencing, silencing her. And I was like, no, like it's too far. I had the Me Too movement coming at me. I had like death threats. My family got death threats. Oh I was like, God. no, I'm not going to stand for this. But then I felt worse after, not worse. Like it did help because just like release no text because like at least I got my side out because there was no way I was ever going to get my side out. But like I felt then bad about that too, you know? And so I was just like, it was just horrible. I didn't get out of bed. Did I was you, like, do you think releasing the text message just did more good or more bad to the situation? Oh no, definitely good. Just because I had so many people being like, oh, okay, this makes sense now. Yeah. Well, and so many people were like, oh my God, I thought you were literally the biggest piece of shit in the whole world. And like, thank you for, I had like thousands of people and I still have people who watch it on HBO max. And then they, they find they, and they get to the reunion yeah. and I talk about the text messages and they look them up and they'll slide my DMs and be like, oh my God, I literally hated you. Until I saw, you know, saw the actual kind of what happened. So you don't regret it, sounds like. I don't regret it. I wish there was any other way. Like, I wish I mean, the show like, just wouldn't have I done I understand that, what you're saying. You because, know? like, you had no other ammo. Like, it was your word against hers. And that was the only... <laughs> and that was not ever... If I was like, she's lying. Like, you know, a white woman on national television crying. Like, no way was everybody... Wait, like, what does silenced her mean? Does she mean you told her never to speak about your hookup? Is that what she's saying? So, and that's what's frustrating too. Yes. Like, who would be embarrassed about hooking up with Kaylin? Right. Well, it was more of, it was more of like, you know, I don't really know because now that I look back, I don't think at any point did she explain what that meant. <laughs> like what that word meant. Maybe she did, but she, she, uh, they edited it out. You know, I don't know. I haven't mm. talked to Kaylin, but I think that is what, even the like unknown, because some people took that as he, I threatened her. You know, there are actually people out there that think I threatened her, you know? And that's what I mean. Like the show just, just did me like, they just went too far. You know, they just went too far. But are you like, were you mentally strong enough to get through that period? Like to barely. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really hard. I started seeing a therapist and there were moments when I wasn't sure if I wanted to live for sure. No, stop Blake for real. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about it in the past. Like there was a moment 
that saved my life where I didn't get out of bed for, I was probably, I was on a three, three week stretch where I didn't get out of bed. And for some reason I like popped up one morning and I went and did a walk to Walgreens to buy a Gatorade. And I hadn't seen sunlight or fresh air in like three weeks. And I was like, I don't know. It just kind of gave me like, I don't know, like a second wind, you know? And then I was like, okay. And then the next day I walked a little further. The next day I jogged and then, you know, I slowly started getting better, but I was in a dark, dark, dark place, you know, and a lot of my family and friends, and I'm not a dark person. Like I'm pretty optimistic and positive and laid back. And so people were, it was bad. It was really, I mean, the show was really worried. So we were getting a lot of messages. Were you getting like unfollowed? People were unfollowing. So I stayed, I didn't post once during paradise. So like, and like, did you get advised to not do that, or were you like, no, I, I, I was just fucked up. Like, really? I yeah, I just had to stay off social media. I was so fucked up. And you know, it it's hard. It's one of those things where had I kept posting, and this is my you know business side of things, had I kept posting, I could have maybe hit the million mark, you know. But I was just in such a fucked up mental state that I couldn't. There's no way that I could I could post or get on Instagram even. You know, I was just I was just getting bullied every night. Like the first five episodes was me just getting my you know was it all women writing to you oh i mean on on the show sorry on the oh, show on the i was show. just getting bullied on the show over and over and over and over and it was like i remember i ripped my toenail off and during during paradise and somehow i was still like getting bullied like it was just like <laughs> it was like non-stop like i remember calling the producers and i literally was like mercy i was like mercy, mercy. like cut me out of the rest of the show i was just like i want no more and they did like they did Help me out a little bit, but I was just like, I can't handle this anymore. I was like, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. Like, just get me mercy. Oh my um, god! But it was it was hard. A lot of the people from the show reached out and were were supportive, but just thing was, nobody was supportive publicly, you know, and that was hard. No one was. I remember Jason, Jason. and Caitlin a little bit. Jason yeah. and Caitlin a little bit. That those two for sure. Kevin and Astrid, they were supportive. So I know I will all like that's a blessing in disguise of all this. Like I. Uh, I definitely like found out who my real friends were. You know? Yeah. I definitely found out who my real friends were through it. Wait, I don't want to like rehash the thing, but I just want to make sure I'm getting this. You and Kaylin were not a thing. No. It was a one night thing. We were not. We hadn't. Yeah. We hadn't talked in probably six weeks. Yeah. We had talked earlier in the year, but we, yeah, we hadn't talked for probably six. When you say talked, you like DM'd or whatever. We had FaceTimed a couple times. You had FaceTimed a couple times. You thought she was cute. She thought you were cute. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I liked Kaylin. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, Kaylin's awesome. She is a really cool girl. Like, she is. And yeah, she's beautiful and everything. And like, yeah, I, I have. I, you know, like sometimes I still get angry every once in a while, but like for the most part, like I've forgiven everything, yeah. you know, and I hope she's forgiven me, you know. But is she talking about that one night at stage? That's yeah. the night. That's the whole thing. Like the night that she feels, uh, you know, I can't. God, it's been so long. I know. I'm sorry. Ago. I'm like, I'm there. I'm back there again. You know, I'm trying to remember what she said. And I, I really can't like, I really can't remember everything because I think the play thing and the ghost. Of- no, because I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. And if all this is happening to me because of one night, do you know what I mean? Not like, oh, we had this, you know, crazy relationship. Like, that's what I'm trying to understand. Was it, did did it boil down to like that night at Stagecoach that was so... So I think, no, I think she was also angry earlier in the year when we had started talking and then stopped talking. Mm. But that was frustrating for me because like that whole time we were talking, she wanted to be Bachelorette, you know? So for her to be like, we were in a relationship. I was like, you wanted to be the Bachelorette. Like, how were we in a relationship? You know, like you were literally interviewing for it. So it was just the whole thing. And I think a lot of it was chopped up and edited. Like there were so many moments where they made me look a thousand times worse than I was, you know? Because they had to. Like, if you just... What I did on the beach, 
like there's nothing on the beach I did that made me look like some kind of asshole. Right. So they had to edit it worse than it was to make me seem like this really, you know. Right. Because then we didn't even get to the part with Hannah G that comes out on the show that you flew to see her. And that goes back to like that. I remember when I was watching the show and they were like, oh, yeah, I flew to see Hannah G. That's like a big deal to fly and see someone. Is it not? Yeah, I get. Yeah, like on paper, big time. But literally, we spent like <laughs> six hours together and it was me telling her about Stagecoach and trying to be honest with her. Um, we And all we did was kiss. That was it. And it wasn't even like a make out. It was like a kiss, you know. But why did you fly? Like, did you like her? Like, what What were you trying oh, to yeah. do? Mm-hmm. No, I was. I, I did like Hannah. Yeah, yeah, I did like Hannah. But like, I'm glad it worked out the way it did because her and Dylan are freaking perfect for each other. Oh my god! Yeah, they're they're super. It's, like, it's crazy how everything ended up working out. Like Dean and Kaylin, you know. I mean, shit. <laughs> I guess Christina's not with anybody, but I'm like Dean and Kaylin are together. Hannah G and Dylan. <laughs> like, Tasha's um, the fight. Tasha's the bachelorette. Right. I forget you had a thing with Tasha too. Yeah, we went on a date. Yeah, we went on a date. Yeah. So it was just like I'm like, but Christina, I guess, isn't with anybody. But it was just like I just felt like I. You know, you're like, like you're welcome. Stone. Yeah, I'm like a stepping stone, right? Well, Kaylin, now that she's with Dean, do you ship or do you feel like she's turned into like a mini Dean? No, no, no. I totally ship. And I remember being. I remember talking to her producer when we were down on that beach and being like. Dean and Caitlin are weirdly perfect for each other, you know, like really? weirdly perfect. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I knew that they, they were, I saw all the people being like, oh, this is gonna last two weeks. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like when you see them together and I saw them down on that beach the whole time, I was like, no, 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 they're going to last. They're going to last. Same with Dylan and Hannah. I was like, no, they're even people close, you know, and like Bachelor Nation were like, Dylan and Hannah are never going to work. I'm like, no, I think they're going to work. <laughs> like, you'll be surprised. That's crazy. So now would you want to date someone in Bachelor Nation again or never again? I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's really hard. Like, it's hard to date in Bachelor Nation. There's just so many eyes, a lot of pressure. You know, any any kind of relationship in the public is, is you know, public eye is pressure. I don't know if I could ever, like, go back on a show, you know, because... That's what I was... That was going to be my next question. Would you go back on, on a show? You know, I don't know. I'm never going to sit here and say never. First of all, I don't know if they'd ever want me back because I do, like, I am honest about the show a lot. And I don't know if they necessarily like that. The only and I still believe in the show. And you've been burned. That's a thing. And you've been burned. Yeah, but I'm not the only person to ever be burned by the show. You know what I mean? I'm probably yeah. maybe the worst, one of the worst, as far as like actual like real life consequences. If it would have played out that way, but other people have gotten bad edits. I'm not the first, not the last. So you say that a lot, Blake. You say edits. You're like, I wouldn't mind if I got the dean edit. You know? So I mean, we know what that means, but is it as like the dean edit? Like he comes off like. I'm not selling down or whatever. Like when you say the Dean edit, is it is it not what he's really like 24-7? Is it just an angle that the producers are going with? So edit, yeah. It, so edit really isn't the right word. I guess I do use that. It's more narrative. It's like the mm. narrative he had during Paradise. Like mm. everybody has a narrative. You know what mm. I mean? And mm. I had a narrative in The Bachelorette. I was like, the romantic love guy who was like in his head all the time and emotionally, you know, like that was my narrative. Yeah. And so it's who I am, but it's just like exponentially, you know, more. I see. I see what you're saying. So like I if I would have gotten saying. the Dean narrative where he was like a fuck boy on the show, like fine. Like I'm not too worried about that. You know, it was the silencing thing. So like, yeah, people get certain narratives. You know, Dylan kind of had my bachelorette narrative where it was like, he's obsessed with Hannah G and he's in his head and he's emotional. Like he got that narrative. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which he was all those things, but it's just exponential. Yeah. Right. It looks like way more intense. Yeah, exactly. Than- way more intense. Dylan's actually pretty laid back, dude. He actually 
doesn't give a fuck. Like I give a fuck. He does not. That dude. Right. Like, I was he doesn't surprised too. He yeah, doesn't. Yeah. No. And I'm so like interested in those kinds of people because I'm the opposite. So like I'm so interested in people. You're an like, overthinker. Just, yeah. And he just, he doesn't give a fuck. Like he's petty. He'll admit he's like the king of pettiness. And he, yeah, he just doesn't. When people talk shit about him, he's like, whatever. He lets it roll off his back, you know? So yeah. It's, and it's, he gets, he like digs at you. I thought one of them was funny when. Oh um, yeah. He always digs at me. On, on like social media. Oh yeah, oh the the stagecoach thing. Me and so Dylan hated me for a long time. Hated me. Yeah. I think he's slowly come around, you know. But like, yeah, he. I mean, obviously, it's frustrating because like it's a dating show. Like you're supposed to date other people, you know. But he right. hated me for that. But I mean, it is what it is. Like I, I actually think me and Dylan could be good friends one day, maybe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but most of the people and most of the drama on that and on the show, like you end up being friends, you know, kind of like after the show. Yeah. For the most part, you know, it's. Do you still get like girls from Bachelor Nation in your DMs? Oh, I'm basically now I'm friends with that. I mean, past seasons. I'm friends past with everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no joke. I really did meet everybody at Stagecoach. Like that is not, that wasn't overblown. <laughs> like literally all of Bachelor Nation was a Stagecoach and I just happened to meet. Why? Was it like sponsored? Like, no, I think it, well, it's in LA. You know, it's mm. like right outside of LA. But mm. it literally, and I had like a huge table at the Neon Carnival after party and like, all of Bachelor Nation was at my table. So like, that isn't an exaggeration. I really did meet everybody at Stagecoach. Oh my God. You just, you just slowly meet people. People slide in the DMs and be like, good luck. Or a lot of people reached out to me with support during Paradise. And then, yeah, I've had already had some guys and some girls from that season. More slide in, not looking like flirting, but like help. Like, this is going to be really hard. Like, I've seen the top. I've seen the best that Bachelor Nation can offer. And I've seen the absolute bottom and That's the worst true. that Bachelor Nation has to offer. So a lot of people and I have I've kind of embraced that role. But do you, don't you feel like it's, it 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 passed, don't you? Like, did you feel like it's still hovering over you? Absolutely, I do. Yeah, I mean, really, it's gotten better, obviously, you know. But a hundred percent, people hear my name and they're like, "Oh, Mr. Stagecoach, or oh, player, oh, that fuckboy who fucked all those girls at Stagecoach, who fucked I'm all the season." I think when I know? called you a player recently, and I know, like, low key, it's just mostly like I don't know, like that's what you you know, that's what the show and the media wanted you to like kind of feel towards me. And so of course you're going to, but I still, yeah. Anytime there's like a little, I could say like, I don't know, US Weekly, you know, posts. You're so cute. Us Weekly. Us Weekly. US Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> Us Weekly. Post something. You'll see in the comments being like, oh, that fucking guy who like fucked all those girls. You know, it's just like, oh my God, Blake, you can't be reading comments. Oh, I know. I know. I've gotten better at it. But yeah, it's it's hard not to, you know. It's hard not to get on. Thank God I wasn't on Twitter. Oh my God, there. Twitter is wild, right? Everyone says Twitter is like where, that. I feel like Instagram, there could be some trolls, right? But Twitter is like, and I block most. Like I, I'm not loose with that block button. I'll block everybody. Really? Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like someone who comments something on my on something on mine. Yeah, yeah, I block them. It's like my platform, so I don't want to be weird. Yeah, I block. So I, on Instagram, it's not as bad. Like on occasion, I'll see it on people, other people's photos. But yeah, Reddit and Twitter are pretty bad. Reddit, Reddit. and Twitter are pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. There's oh like God. a bachelor thing on Reddit. That you go Reddit and look? The whole is great. Oh, I used to. Yeah, oh, I used to be really bad at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's this, yeah. I don't know. Anytime somebody's talking about you, you want to listen. You know what I mean? No. And then it's like one of those things it. you click on a negative, you click on some negative oh. and then you just like, you go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. But I've, I've gotten better at it. Thank God. But I, but, and that's one thing I warn people about, like all these kids, you know, kids, all these guys coming off the show and girls yeah. coming off the show. I'm like, like just try and stay off social media as much as possible. Because even if you're a fan fave, 
there's still going to be, you're going to get haters. There's always going to be haters. You know? They're always going to be haters. And it's so easy to like read it and have that be like, even with me, it's like, I'll read one bad review of like the podcast or whatever. And it'll replay in your head. You'll be like, oh, amazing. Great. Like the next this. Blah, blah, blah. And then it'll be like, who does she? And you'll just have that in your in your mind. For some reason, it is so true what people say. It's always the the bad comments, and the negative comments that stay with you. Yeah, it doesn't matter um, if you have thousands of good ones, one bad one, and it just, one sticks, bad it just one gets to you. And it yeah. gets to you. I imagine thousands of bad ones. You know, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Like what I went through in paradise. Yeah, it's freaking nuts. But right, but you're saying like player isn't a bad, like if they were just like, he's the player, player, like it wouldn't have. Yeah, if that have, was the narrative. It's like, whatever, you know, there's yeah. always going to be a player edit. But like, that's the thing though. Like I didn't play with any hearts. Like I try, if you want to maybe a fuck boy, whatever, fine. But like, I didn't play with any hearts, you know, and like I tried to be as completely honest and open with these women as I was, you know, like it was just sex, you know. When you date now, do, do, do girls bring it up? Are they like... Most, I mean, no, most, so most young people are like, you know, I go on like five tender dates a week, you know, right. like Day, you know, and they're like, no, that was not a big deal at all. I used to do that every weekend in college, you know? So most young people and like people my age are like, no, whatever. Like, that's not a big deal at all. Like if anything, like it was blown way out of proportion, you know? So no, but it, the thing is, and it just came out the other day. I saw like 50% of the people that watch the show are older than 50. That group. What? I yeah, thought that, that they were younger than like 20. That old, that like loyal, you know, who started watching from the beginning. Yeah. They're now older. Yeah. So yeah, 50%, I think is over 50 or over 55. Those people thought I was a monster. You know what I mean? Because it's just like a di little different uh, generational um, look at sex and everything. Yeah. But you know what matters most, Blake, is the people's opinion that, you know, that you love and that you care about the people that are close to you. Yeah. And and I feel like... Who meet me and I like I hang out with like even if I go to a bar you know like somebody will come up and, I love hearing it I hear it too much but they're like god I thought you were gonna be a total dick but I like like you and I'm like well, <laughs> thank you I guess like <laughs> thanks <laughs> I know you're a really nice guy and I'm I'm sorry that that happened I'm sorry if Caitlin got hurt and all that but I'm sorry if if you went through that I remember even you know, if it's like you came off of as a player you were with like three different girls it still was heartbreaking to see someone at the end of the day, get ripped apart. And it was so like, uh, you know, it was over and over again. Um, so I hope that, you know, as as much as it can blow over and not be part of your thing anymore. You yeah, so I appreciate that. Over. Yeah, it was just a bad situation for everybody involved, you know, and that was what sucks. It sucks for everybody involved, you know, which it wouldn't happen, but it did. Yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah. yeah. So what do you think about how this season is gonna do you read reality steve like do you want to know spoilers i do but i feel like i don't think he may be right like i think he's right. wrong so we're not gonna say it we're not gonna say what he's saying but i heard that he might have taken it back as well yeah i heard he took it back but i still think maybe, i don't know this is honestly the first season since i started watching it like since i was on it and i'm like i don't know like i'm excited for monday and tuesday because i don't know what's gonna happen you know do you feel bad for these dudes? You're like, I went on my season. I ended up falling in love, but I thought it'd be cool to travel the world. They're traveling around La Quinta. <laughs> sweating. It's like 120 degrees. It's like, are you a sweater? Like, would you have sweated galore? <laughs> do you remember my proposal? Oh my God, I do now. <laughs> I'm having a flashback. I was dripping. I was in that monkey suit and I was like, 
120 degrees oh out and I was standing God. in it for like a two hours. It was horrible. I was literally about to pass out. Was- I was going to say like that, that would give me like anxiety. That's like- the other thing. You're nervous, which makes you sweat and you're hot. Yeah. I would have died in La Quinta, like seeing these poor guys sweat. I'm like, oh, what do you mean man. sweat? They were drip, which like, okay, I really, this is important for me to say this. Tasha is a goddamn sport. Do you see? She's the most positive. She's Penny. a great bachelorette. She's smiling. She's in La Quinta. Zach mm. and her and they're in a cardboard <laughs> like piece of taxi cab. And she's like, Emma Haley. She's so positive. I know. I do kind of wish she would have gotten a full season. I was going to say, don't you feel bad that she got kind of like, not only did she not get a full season, you know, she also got pandemic bachelorette. I do. Cause I think, I think it takes, so I think it, first of all, it takes a very positive and like, honestly, a nice person to be the lead because you don't sleep. You don't really eat that much. You're constantly under pressure. You're breaking hearts. Like you have to be like overly optimistic to like, mm. not like break, you know, um, which I think Tasha's you know, about to break. She kind of broke a little bit saying bye to Blake, you know, and which I, everybody breaks, you know, it just depends on when. So that doesn't surprise you, the the breaking, because I was looking at it like you're breaking over Blake. I didn't even think you liked him. That's how I felt. Yeah. So well, I think a lot of people did think that way, but I, I talked about it on my podcast, but I was like, you know, like I've been in that situation where, and I'll never forget, I actually came home and I had, 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 um, drinks with Ben before my season even aired because I was like, dude, help me. And um, I said, one of the things I said, I was like, you know, Becca didn't even really like break down with me. She was, I was like, you know, she didn't really even like cry. And I was like, what do you think that was about? Like, does she even love me? And he was like, you know, being that I've been the lead before. And he's like, you're so tired of breaking hearts and you're so tired of hurting people. That's all you do is hurt people. He's like, when you get down to that final two, it's like almost a relief because that's the last heart you have to break. Mm. And he's like, I think she had a bit of a relief probably. And she was like, oh my God, I can move on. I can live my life with Garrett. But I think Tasha's not there yet. I think Tasha's still like just tired of hurting people. I think she's just exhausted from hurting people and from, you know, obviously she's probably not into all these guys. She's got to fake it with a few guys. They all, yeah. all the leads do. And I just think it's exhausting. And yeah, eventually everybody breaks. Every lead breaks. And I think Tasha, Becca did with Jason. Becca had a complete meltdown when she said bye to Jason. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I think just everybody, every lead eventually has that breaking point. Yeah. Hannah B broke down pretty bad too during her season, I remember. She like ran away. She did. But for some reason, I don't know if it's because her part is so rushed. It feels like, I mean, we rushed into hometowns. We're like rushing, rushing it on. And she does have a few good guys left. She has Zach C. Now I want to rate them by like sweat, how much to each sweat. Zach C. Ivan. Ivan, yeah, and Brendan, yep. And Brendan. Who are you rooting for? Uh, so this is a good group of guys. You know, and I think Actually people... are, yeah. yeah. I think it, it's funny. It's always so funny to see people. I swear to God, every year, everybody's like, the best group of guys ever, you know, but then they become real people and they might make a mistake and they act human and they're like, oh, it's the worst guys. So I'm just <laughs> waiting for that poor moment where these guys are going to fall from their pedestal. But I do genuinely think these, all these guys have good hearts. The top four definitely have good hearts. I could Wait, what's crazy is, four. Well, I'm just saying with Ben. Yeah. Oh. Ben, ben just got let go. I think, uh. God, I think she could, weirdly enough, I think she could be happy with most of these guys. But I think personally, it seems like her and Zach have a different connection than her with the other guys. Zach? I just think it's going to be Zach. I feel like, yeah, people don't, he, he has a history, man. He was divorced, had cancer. Addiction. Addiction. He's very, very real. He's like New York, 
Yeah. He's very, very real, which could be some swag, though. I feel like he has so much swag. I do. He just like Like, knows who he is and he's just like confident. And I think Tasha is like gravitating toward. Wait, were you dying? Like, okay, he was sweating galore, right? Like, literally. And again, go Tasha. I would be like, Drip away from <laughs> you have me. To kiss, though. We don't know that well for you to be dripping all over me. <sighs> so he sees the closest like water source and he's like, Let's I feel like he just wanted to get wet because he was sweating so much. And she hops in like Taisha just goes with the flow, which I feel like is so awesome of her. I think that's important for the lead too. like you have to like you got to be able to compartmentalize. You just go with the flow, you know? I think you can't be like, oh, I'm not getting in the water. I like my hair. Like, like you, don't kiss me. You're sweating a little bit, you know? Like, no, that's that. Can, Lee can't do that, you know? Lee can't do that. Yeah. You're making me think of so many behind the scenes. I know. I watch the show a little differently now. Now, now you, you watch, watch it differently. differently. We're not prepared, but next week is the finale. Yeah. And then did you see, like, is there going to be an after the final rose? I don't think so. They released the media release, media press release. There's no after the final rose, I don't think, which is bizarre to me. But the mental all was kind of bizarre, don't you think? Yeah, the mental all was really weird. And it was mental all always isn't very exciting, but yeah, it was a little weird. There is a thing that people seem to be more into the bachelor than the bachelorette because the bachelor has all these women and women are, you know, we're, we're, we're crazy, you know, and we are expressive and we are bitchy. And with the bachelorette, I guess it's it's different. Yeah. So maybe that's why the mental all wasn't as... Um, yeah, I agree, though. Like, the one thing that I've noticed, like, being in this world is, like, women are mean. Women are mean. They're nasty. They're just as hey. sexual. It's not more sexual than men. I swear, I'm like... It's just funny to see. But I agree. I think a lot of women will watch The Bachelor to, like, hate watch. I have of- friends that won't watch The Bachelorette, but will watch The, the, the Bachelor. Yeah, just because there's more, like... I guess behind the scenes chaos and I mean oh, then way more drama. Okay, let's just the last thing and I'm sorry I'm keeping you for a few minutes longer than but who was the villain on your season? We didn't really I mean Jordan Kimball, I guess. Oh. Yeah, like we didn't really have a villain, you know? What I mean? We didn't have a Luke Jordan. Parker. Like we didn't have that. You didn't have that. So here they tried to make like the Noah and Bennett thing happen. Yeah, they which, tried. Which didn't it feel like forced to you? So, yeah, I think it felt forced. And I think the only reason there was that was because Noah was like the new guy. You know, they brought in new people. But I genuinely think they may not like each other. Like after watching Min- the Men Tell All, I'm like, genuinely, maybe they don't like each other. But yeah, I definitely think every, you know, at some point there's going to be forced drama. And that was, uh, Noah's a freaking, isn't he a nurse? He's like a COVID. Yeah. You're going to make the nurse the villain, you know? Like <laughs> That's how I felt. I was on, like, like that. I stalked his Instagram. He takes a lot of selfies, okay? He's a nurse, like you said. I was like, this guy isn't right. a villain. And also, they're, they're, you know, I mean, again, watching with the mindset that they're producers, you know, when Bennett brought him the gifts. Yeah. And we know, like, Bennett didn't go to CVS and buy gifts, right? Like, the producers are like, here is this box, right? The producers totally. The best, this is how brilliant the producers can be, though. They can have something like that planned or whatever, but then they're so good with their words that they'll make it think it's your idea. So I'm sure they were like, you know what would be like kind of funny is if like you gave him an emotionally intelligent book, you know, or something like that. And they're like, and they, and they, like oh yeah, yeah, like we should, you should go out and get one and then I'll give him some socks and like, blah, blah, blah. and then they have like, what a coincidence. Like I have these right here. You no, know? but, but Blake, the audience isn't that dumb. You know what I mean? Like the audience, 
audience has gotten more savvy. Like we know you're quarantined at La Quinta. You're not going out and getting a gift wrapped. And also my my question is to you, do you think that the, the guys that get into this like villain or, or two on one situation, do they usually know they're not going to go that far? So they're down to like play that something up that's like stupid. Right. Good question, because I don't know when you're in the moment, maybe not. But yeah, obviously, like if you go to the lead and you be, talk about somebody else, that never works. Never works. That's what I always yell at the TV. I'm like, the guy that goes to the lead to the complaint about the other guy or by, or the girl or whatever, you're never the, the, the person the the lead isn't going to like you. So I don't know if they're just like in the moment. They're so in the moment. The producer's like, you should probably go tell Tasha. She'll love it if you tell Tasha about Bennett. Mm. You no, know, maybe in the moment they don't think it, but like you got to look at it and be like, if you're ever, no one's ever won. I don't think from the two on one. I don't think. The two on one. It's so, because wouldn't you like in your situation, you're in love with Becca, you want to win and you like hated this guy. Wouldn't you be like, Blake, don't do it. No, like, I absolutely. Yeah. You would, you would talk yourself out of doing something stupid. And I think that's the other thing though. I think if you have a really good connection with the lead, like you're not going to. You're not like, gonna, I don't think Bennett or Noah were going to win anyway. Or like Yosef. Did Yosef not pl- do that shit to Claire because he was like, I'm probably going home. Let me go out with a bang. Like I can't think about it any other way. That, I mean, that was super intense. Like he, I don't know if he, yeah. I mean, it went really far and then he didn't apologize or anything, which was nuts. Chris Harrison was like, get off my Stage, dude. Seriously, literally said the apology for him. All he had to do was nod his yeah, head and he yeah. couldn't do it. Yes. I was like, oh. Wow. So yeah, he really didn't give a shit. Yeah. I don't know. He's a, uh, yeah. I don't know. That was really, God, that's so crazy. Claire's season was just recently. I barely remember it, but I don't know. It was a lot. And how do you feel about Matt James being The Bachelor? Yeah, I don't know the guy, you know. Uh, I met Tyler a couple times, but like, I don't, I don't really know Matt. I don't know. He seems he seems like a great guy. And everybody who has met him, who I've talked to, they they really enjoy him. Was it weird for you that someone got picked that wasn't from Bachelor Nation? Hundred percent. And I think I don't think it's going to be a good thing for Matt. Like I think I think part. I even thought it was crazy when Hannah B got the gig, because the process changes so much at hometowns. Like the first whatever seven weeks is filmed in four weeks, and the last two weeks are filmed in four weeks. So like, it's crazy how much the process changes and how real everything gets in the travel. Wait, can you say that part again? Because my brain is too slow for it. The, the... So, so I should say episodes. So the first seven episodes are filmed in four weeks and the last three episodes are filmed in four weeks. Oh, so it changes dramatically. I like see. The, Yeah, yeah. The process is crazy. So I think it's crazy to have somebody like even, I thought it was even crazy to have Hannah B, somebody who didn't know what Hometowns was and how that mm. worked to have me lead, let alone somebody who's never been in Bachelor I'm like, I just pray for him. I'm like, like you think he doesn't know what he's getting into kind of a exactly. thing? Exactly. I hope that I got, I'm just pray like the producers didn't get to him, you know, and they, cause he was like new clay. They could just mold him however they wanted, you know? Do he you didn't know, know what he was getting who, into. Who else was in the running with him? I mean, I don't think anybody. Oh, really? They had their eyes set on, on Matt James? Oh, 100%. Usually they would pick somebody from this season, probably. And it'd probably be, I mean, Ben or Ivan. Or they, yeah, there was nobody in the runnings yeah, with Matt. It was like... That's wild. That's wild that Tyler C. got so, you know, big after uh, that his friend became... You guys, like, think about it. <laughs> and Hannah B.'s friends with him, and, too. And speaking of an edit, I, I did a lot of recaps with this funny comedian that he always says about Tyler C. about his edit. He's like, this guy said 
okay when Hannah B wouldn't sleep with him. And then we look at him like a goddamn God. We're like, <gasps> she said she wouldn't sleep with him. And he was like, okay. And then everyone thought he was like the, you know, See, God I didn't watch that water. season. So I don't, I, oh, I remember didn't? coming off of paradise now because it was filmed. I was airing during paradise. Oh. I remember coming off of paradise and seeing him blow up. And I was like, what is happening? Well, he then did he did say all the right things. Yeah, that was so huge. He, and so- the, re, the, the, Reunion with Hannah, like yeah, everything worked perfectly for that kid. Yeah, everything. he got the the comedian that that I talked to about this. He always says like he got the like the God he God touched his season for real season or his edit or his he just got really blessed in the way things in the in the way things. Well, because uh, then remember Jed, the lead, he ended up you know had a girlfriend like that. The like Tyler had everything perfect. He was you know it was crazy. It was wild. It's perfect story. It was, Perfect storm. So are you excited for Matt James? At, at least we're going to move out of La Quinta because I can't freaking see that place anymore. And Matt's place, I don't know where, I can't remember where he is. Pe- uh, Nemascola, Penasco, um, like It's it a nice place. It's a nice, it's in like Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh, I saw somebody recently was in Pennsylvania and I was wondering if it was for that or not. Oh. Um, yeah. Except they're done filming. I don't, unless it's the reunion. Yeah, it looks incredible. It looks yeah. so pretty. And like, and hopefully not a lot of sweating. Yeah, it should be better. It should be better. Girls don't sweat though. Like, has I, I haven't seen Tasha sweat. I know. People she's are saying always just looks perfect. I know. It's like, so people are saying it's Botox that people get it for sweating. But either way, it's like her hair isn't frizzy. I remember doing my proposal with Becca. Becca like didn't, she looked perfect. She wasn't sweating. And I was over there just like dying, you know? I'm like, what is happening? Oh my God. You beastly animal menu. Blake, thank you so, so much for coming on my podcast. And everyone go listen to your podcast, Behind the Rose. Yes, Behind the Rose. And then, um, yeah, uh, Behind the Rose on Instagram too. And, um, well, actually, well, and my Instagram is Block A. Can you just tell me why? I was trying to figure it out. It's a Keen Peel skit. It's a substitute teacher skit. It's it's really funny. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I was trying to figure out. I was like, Blake, uh-huh. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's really funny. It's an old Key and Peele skit. But yeah, so those that's where you find me. Go listen to my pod, all that fun stuff. So. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday.